Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to iBug Buzz, episode 612, for Monday, December 4th, 2023. My name is Pete Lane, and I'll be hosting your show tonight, along with my co-host, the one and only esteemed and beloved Ladybug herself, Sandhya Rao. The iBug Buzz is an open forum for questions and answers relating to iOS devices. These devices include your iPhone, your iPad, and iPod Touch, if you still happen to maintain such a relic, a Apple TV, and an iPod Watch. We'll also entertain questions on peripherals and adaptive devices such as keyboards, braille displays, speakers, headphones, and anything else that connects to your iOS device. We'll also open it up for questions relating to native Apple apps and other software for your iOS device. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us live on the iBug Buzz tonight. And for those of you who may be listening on one of our recorded podcasts that are available on a variety of uh, alternative podcast applications. We focus primarily on the assistive technology aspect, the assistive features of the iPhone and the iPad, uh, but we particularly focus on voiceover. So with all of that said, I'd like to turn the microphone over to our co-host Sandhya for some updates and for what's cooking in the iBug community. Sandhya? All yours. All right. Thank you, Pete. Yes, we have lots going on this week once again as we kick off the month of December. So, uh, all times are central. Everything is on Zoom unless specified otherwise. So, the events for this week. We have the buzz that we're going to be doing right now for the next two hours at the midpoint. We'll have the big reveal for the movie on Friday. So stick around for that. Tomorrow, we have the Mac buzz on Clubhouse from five to six. Come with your questions about the Mac. Even if you don't have one, you can still ask questions. And of course, if you have one, you probably have even more questions. So come for that tomorrow. Then on Thursday, we have Trekkie Talk. We're watching The Next Generation Season 7, and I believe it's Episodes 12 and 13, but I will confirm that. So that's from 8 to 9 on Thursday. Friday, we have the iBug Night at the Virtual Movies starting at 8 p.m. Audio described track of a movie that we do not know yet. We will find out in about an hour. Uh, we have social time at 7.15. Name that tune. General silliness prevails during that time. After the movie, we'll have a discussion and trivia. Then on Sunday, 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 Sunday. we have from 4 to 6, we have iBug Cafe. It's going to be a fun one. Seeing AI and vision. And you might think, well, I already know what seeing AI does. Well, you know what? There are some changes, updates, things that it didn't used to do. It does. It's got some new little features that we are discovering, and we're going to share them with you. So come on Sunday. 
And then next Monday, we start all over again. I wanted to let you know about the book club, just in case you need a little extra time to get ready. That will be on the 14th of December, and it is called People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry, DB103. One nine one. So get started. I think it was about eleven hours or so. Okay. Now, uh, oh, sorry. We have our um, uh, social media. We have our website, ibugtoday.org. I b u g t o d a y dot o r g. It's where you can get all the information that I just told you and more. All of our services are absolutely free. And you can register and get notifications uh, of each event, as well as a summary at the beginning of the month. And with that, I will, uh, oh, I was going to say that all of our podcasts, our recordings of our training sessions are recorded and archived on our website, on YouTube, and on your favorite podcasting app. So we hope that you will avail yourself of some of these methods of reviewing our calls. If you have a question, uh, you want to go over something that we talked about, or not sure you totally got the explanation for any of those reasons, those are there for you. All right, with that, I'll hand it back to you, Pete. Good. Thank you, Sandhya. Thanks for a rundown of all that's happening on iBug, a full plate. Well, now is the time during our Monday night events that we like to allow folks to say hi, tell your, tell us where you are, who you are, and where you are calling from. And if you happen to be a newcomer to either iBug in general or to the iBug Buzz Monday night event, let us know that too. I'll get us started. My name is Pete Lane, and I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Marsha from Daytona Beach. I'm about two hours south of you. Howdy, neighbor. Welcome, Marsha. Angelo in Ottawa. Hello, Angelo. I'm in Arizona. Hello. Welcome. Herbie in Houston. Hello, Herbie. Brad. I am. I heard Brad. Howdy, Brad. Hi, I'm Michael from Missouri. Hello, Michael. Welcome back. Thank you. Ed from Georgetown, Ontario. Howdy, Ed. Hi. Vincent John from New Jersey. from Austin. Hi, Vincent. And who was from Austin? Was that John? John. Welcome in, yes. John. Yeah. Thank you. Sri from Virginia. Oh, Hello, Sri from Virginia. And Chanel in Houston. Hi, Chanel. Desi in Tennessee. Hey, Desi. Welcome in. Thanks, Pete. Paul in Columbus, Ohio. Howdy, Paul. Gloria from Houston. Hey, Gloria. Hey. This is Dee. I'm about a little over an hour southwest of Mount Carmel, Illinois, and about the same distance northwest of Paducah, Kentucky. Wow. That would be southern Illinois, would it? That would be Southern Illinois. Someday you're going to get to town, but I, I don't give that out too often. No, I don't blame you. Welcome back, Dee. Yeah, I'm afraid Sandy would end up on the doorstep. 
<laughs> I think worse things could happen. Ned from Texas. Howdy, Ned. Howdy. <laughs> Sarah from Vermont. Oh. I'm sorry, I missed who was that? Sarah from Vermont. Hey, from Vermont, Sarah. Hey. I am Louis from northern Indiana, part of the Chicagoland area, and this is my very first time being on this uh, Zoom meeting. So well, hello, are gentle with me. Hello, Louis. <laughs> welcome, welcome to iBug, and welcome to the iBug Buzz. It's Cindy from Chicago. Hey, Cindy. Philip and Mary from South Texas. Welcome in South Texas. Janet from Colorado. Who was from Colorado? I'm sorry. Janet from Colorado. Hello, Janet. Welcome back. And Jody in New Hampshire. The one and only. Jody, how are you? Good. Hi, Pete. Yeah. Mary Ellen Earl, Scottsdale, Arizona. Hello, Mary Ellen. Who else is with us? Anyone hasn't said hello yet? We'll give you another shot if you aren't quite ready at the uh, at the midpoint of the show. But I'd like to welcome everybody in. Thank you for chiming in and saying hello. Why don't we go ahead and open up the show with our first question. Who would like to be our first questioner? Maybe Luis, who's first. He's new. Yes, Luis. Louis, would you like to start us off with a question? Let me ask you a question or two, Louis, if you don't mind. Uh, how did you hear about iBug? What kind of iOS device do you have? And uh, how'd you find out about iBug? Uh, I First of all, I am using an iPhone 8 Plus. I'm a little behind. And um, I, um, I, I learned... I, I was listening to one of your YouTube uh, videos uh, when it mm -hmm. came to CNAI and a couple of the other AI applications that are currently out there, and it mm -hmm. definitely interested me. But I, and then I subscribed to your uh, Facebook page. So, um, with that being said, my first question is: You were mentioning earlier about the the different events that are going on and what have you within uh, iBug uh, today. So my right. question is, I don't always receive uh, the notifications or invites on the, you know, the, the events, upcoming events. So uh, I'm just curious, how do I, uh, you know, where do I go on the page to, schedule or to at least notify me when you all have posted something on your page. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So did, did you say you went to the website, ibugtoday.org? 
Yeah. No, I haven't. No, I haven't gone to the website yet. I subscribe to the the Facebook group. Okay, you know your Facebook page. Well, you would need to go to the the uh, website itself, which is ibug today i b u g t o d a y dot o r g. That's the home website, the home site for the iBug organization. And if you flip down the tabs there, you'll find one that says register. And if you perform, if you're doing it on your phone, you perform a single finger double tap, and that will open that link. And you should find a very simple form where you fill out your name and your email address. And you will then be registered once you submit it. And you should receive all of the notifications for all events and any activities that are coming up. Okay, I, I appreciate that. And then if I can, so I have a, a question. My follow-up question mm -hmm. is uh, related to the iPhone, but something different. I'm curious. You know, there, there's so many uh, Bluetooth keyboards on the market, and it's kind of eeny, meeny, miny, mo, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering, I haven't come across, and maybe I don't know how to search correctly, but I'm wondering, is there a Bluetooth keyboard on the market that um, is like a, a, a Braille a braille writer, you know, with the six keys and the space bar and, you know, kind of that format? Because I yeah. don't know. Who would like to answer that question for Louie? This is Jody. Go, Jody. Yeah, I don't know if they're available in Illinois. I think they are. But if you contact your uh, state library, you might be able to get one of the new NLS e-readers, which is a, uh, a way of reading Braille books. It has a Braille 20-cell Braille display with a Perkins you know, keyboard, and you can pair that to your phone. And that is would be a free way of doing it. Oh, but if I can, will that allow, okay, so like, for example, would that allow me to use it as a regular type keyboard? Like if I'm on, let's say I'm on, uh, I'm responding to an email or I want to create an email, would that allow me to type out, you know, my email, but just using the Braille, let's say the Braille template, the Braille format? Does that make sense or no? Yes, yes. I think it's an interface that you can use that way. There's also a Braille keyboard available on your phone. You can actually type using the, uh, you know, the six Braille keys right on the screen. If you go oh, no, to I the didn't. rotor. I, okay. If you go to the rotor, uh, you put two fingers on the screen and twist like you're twisting a dial. And right. one of the options in your rotor is Braille. And that will bring up Braille keyboard instead of using a typing keyboard. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that's good to know. This is Thank Chanel. Okay, Chanel, go ahead. Yeah, so a couple things. Um, with that keyboard, I do believe you need to make sure it's called Braille Screen Input. And you need to make sure that that is available in your rotor, which you can do by going to Settings. And then looking for accessibility, then voiceover, and then rotor. Also, there are two um, purely Bluetooth Braille keyboards that do not have displays associated with them. But there's just um, one is called the Hable One. And it's a little bit, instead of being 
horizontal, the keys are vertical up and down. So like the, um, it's more in what we call screen away layout. That's the Hable one. Um, there's also the Orbit Writer. I myself think the Hable is a much better keyboard. It's a little bit of getting used to because you're holding the device away from you. So you have dots one, two, three going down on the left and they're going down, not across. Um, the Orbit Writer is the more traditional braille format cell. And yeah, by connecting them to your phone, you can do anything that your phone allows you to do, which is use braille input. Um, sometimes getting around on the phone is still faster using touch, but a Bluetooth keyboard is great for typing. So you kind of have to use a combination, but hopefully that helps you a little bit. Thank you, Chanel. Thanks, Jody. Louis, is any of this making sense? Yes, it is for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm following. Are you a uh, brand new user uh, to the iPhone, Louis? Uh, no, I've had, I've had, I've been using the iPhone for a couple of years now. It's still okay. a little new. I'm still a little green, and there's so much to learn that as I come that as as I come up with a question, that's where I'm kind of trying to figure out. Okay, where would be the right. best place to ask it at to get a better idea and it's always for me it's better to talk to somebody like we're having this conversation now right. mm -hmm. versus asking on this group and that group and kind of waiting for a response and sometimes it doesn't make sense to me well we're here yeah. every monday night so that's something you can rely on i was i was thinking about mentioning if you think it might benefit you the ibug has a jumpstart mentor program where you would be connected to a one-on-one -on -one mentor and actually oh, okay. go, go through an iPhone tutorial series as an iPhone beginner. If you think you're, you're that early in your progress, that might be a good program to get involved with. Oh, that's interesting. Would I find more information on the, the website, the .org yes. website? Yes, it's called the Jumpstart Mentor Program, and it's uh, right on the website along with the register tab where you can get registered for the notifications. Oh, definitely. Okay. Something I definitely exploring. Great. Great. Right. Thank so you for that. Let's keep going. Thank you, Louie. All right. Who, who else would like to ask a question? Cindy. Go ahead, Cindy. So I just wanted to recommend one more thing. Uh, the Orbit Writer. So that's another good one. The Orbit Writer? The old Orbit Rider, right. There you go. Okay, yeah. Louie, another one for you. Natural Braille Keys. So if you're looking for something for that, with that, that'll be a good one. Excellent. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate that. You got enough to work with, I think, there, Louie. Who else? Who's next on the questions? Yeah, this is Michael. Uh, one of my biggest challenges with the iPhone is scanning a QR code if it's on my computer screen. Like if it's on a website and you know, you're doing the two-factor authentication thing and you're mm -hmm. trying to line the phone's camera up with the QR code to successfully scan it, what's the easiest way to do that? Who'd like to handle that one for Michael? Has anybody this scanned a QR code? Yes, Sri, go ahead. I'm going to give you the 
the poor man's way of doing it. Uh, things like that, I usually call like Apple accessibility, have them screen share so they can see what's on the screen and help you guide it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, sometimes what I do, I guess you could call my uh, response the poor man's way of doing it too. I maximize, I maximize the browser window that I'm in that has the QR code, and then I navigate to the QR code with the JAWS virtual PC cursor, and then I just try to wave the camera in front of the screen. Like I slowly wave it until I get it. And sometimes it works, but it takes a little time. But I usually do. Get it, but I was just curious if, if there was a better way. Does that highlight the QR code on your screen? Um, it seems like. Well, I don't really know uh, if it totally highlights it because mm-hmm. I don't have any. I don't have any eyesight at all, so I I don't know. But right. Uh, if with with a lot of patience, I usually do get it. Good. This is Chanel. Yes, Chanel. Yeah. So what I would do is try to increase the brightness on your computer. Uh, make sure, and then on your iPhone, you know, the camera is going. It's going to use the back camera. So what I try to do is, um, maybe kind of have it close to my screen, and then slowly pull away. And if it's not getting it anywhere, then instead of maybe waving it around, try like a different position to kind of, you know, put the phone and then go back. And I have done the QR codes before, but I should, I've done them from a Mac, not a PC. I don't know if that makes a difference, but with the phone, you know, they, somehow the two will connect. I've, I've had the phone usually does get them. Um, So it's just a matter sometimes it takes a bit, but. You know, maybe just try to keep your phone, uh, you know, put it towards the device and then slowly pull back because some, and see if it catches it that way. So That's exactly what I do. And sometimes okay. if, it, if, it, if it's too difficult, what I'll sometimes do is I'll see if the website has an alternative to the QR code. So I'll, I'll click that button that says cannot scan QR code. And then I just enter the details manually. Mm hmm. Another thought that comes to my mind, Michael, would be to call Ira. There's a free call or free five minutes, I think, or free one call every <laughs> 24 hours, and sometimes they could help you direct it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Sure. Good luck on that. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you, Michael. Uh, Michael, I see your hand is raised. We're not raising hands in here, but yeah. maybe yeah, hit it in. I, I accidentally, I was trying to. No problem. That. No problem. Who else has a question? This is Helene. Hey, Helene. Um, I have a question regarding, um, I guess it's a bug from 17.1.1. Okay. Um, two, two things, two things that keep happening still are that, um, yeah, actually, is that the portrait and landscape, if I'm doing Wordle, it'll say, oh, no, we can't see your whole screen. You know, rotate your screen. And that's never happened so that something is is switching inside the settings that I don't know how to adjust. And when I, the second part of this is that when I do a Zoom Pilates class on Zoom, the person saying that the camera is moving around so that if I lift my hands up, then it's on my top of my body and she can't see my legs. And if I doing things, it's just the camera is um, rotating, moving. It's following whatever I'm doing. 
So mm. is this something that I can adjust now that it's um, it it has updated and that I can now go into settings and make that not happen? Who could help, Helene? Anybody can answer. <clears throat> well, Helene, I'll take a shot at your first issue, which is where your screen rotates. So when you go into Wordle, you need to be in what, landscape mode or portrait yeah, mode? <clears throat> if you can go into your control center, which if you remember, if you to get to yeah. the control center, you remember that? Uh, one of the items in there, I believe, is called lock screen rotation or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And it can it's a toggle switch. It's an off and an on. Mm -hmm. And if you put it in the on position, it will lock it. So get it set to whatever you need, which would be portrait. And then go into the mm -hmm. control center, double tap on lock screen rotation, and it will stay in that mode. It will not switch no matter what you do with the phone. Now, I do not know how that camera is navigating or veering back and forth and up and down. Does anybody have any thoughts on that? We don't want to miss our Pilates. Yeah, really. <laughs> I wonder if that's a byproduct of your screen rotation. Well, that one is in the... Uh, this is Helene. Yeah. One is in the... I um, iPhone and the other is the iPad. Mm -hmm. This is Sarah. Go, Sarah. Um, I'm I'm a little reluctant to answer just because I can't remember what it's called, but it's like uh, it's theater okay. mode or something like <clears throat> that. And I have it on my iPad at, for yoga, and it does follow me around because we're always in different positions in different areas of the room. Um, so I find it helpful, but you can turn it off and mm -hmm. it, it isn't just from the last update. It's, it's been around yes. for a little while. Um, how do I find that? It, it would be, it would be on the, probably on the camera. So, um, I think I'm going to need Herbie. a little bit of, there you go. Herbie, take it. <laughs> If it, you know where I would Go actually ahead. look for that? It's actually in the control center. What's it called? Is it theater mode? I know we have that on the watch. Hmm. This is Shree. Shree? It's not stage manager, is it? No. So, Helene, take a look in settings for theater mode, and you think it's a it's in the camera settings, Sarah? I do. Well, it's probably in the video, like when you when you, uh -huh. um, it's probably in the video mode. Okay. And, um, I I guess it would be kind of annoying. I I have a guide dog, and sometimes, um, it likes to follow the guide dog, and I'm chopped liver. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sarah. It's Michael. Uh, one thing you can do to find go ahead, Michael. Well, hang on. To, uh... You gotta wait till Pete uh, recognizes you, please. Okay. Oh, Thanks. okay. Thanks, Michael. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so what you could do in the settings to find out where this is is you just use the search feature and just type the word theater into it. This and is then Chanel. That, would, that would display where it is. Was that Chanel? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut in. I think people are done and then they're not. So I apologize. Um, I was wondering if it might only be a type of thing that appears in the control center once you're in a meeting. Like, mm. you know, and that's maybe where Herbie was. I mean, still look at those other places like this camera settings and video and all that. But it might be that when you have video on in Zoom, there's going to be, and you're in a live meeting, there's going to be more setting, like things to choose from in the control center. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we need to move on. Yeah, Thank take you. a look in your Zoom settings, Celine. Maybe it'll be there if you don't Thank find you. it in your Thank regular you. settings. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Who is next who would like to ask a question? Anything? I'm sorry, from Houston. Don from Houston. Go, Don. How are you tonight? I'm okay. Uh, I just want to piggyback on the update situation. Ever since my iPad has been updated, it won't let me put my password in. I have to try like four or five times. So when I try to open the app it and double tap on the app, it clicks on another app. Then I have to get to the app that I'm trying to open again or like four or five times. And when I'm reading an email and I'm trying to delete it, it won't delete. So I wondered, is that the answer to my question? Do I need to go into the lock screen setting part? You mean as far as the uh, rotation of the lock screen? It doesn't sound like it, but you can check it. You know, what rings a bell with me, uh, and I'll let anybody else answer it first. I'll pass it out to the group who would like to help Don on this one. This is Philip. Yes, Philip. Okay. Uh, for Don, are you talking about like you try to open up an app and you double tap it and it doesn't open at all, just like kind of like jumps around to a different app uh, icon? Yes. Okay. I had the same problem when they did that update and I called Apple's uh, accessibility support mm-hmm. and they talked me through on how to fix that problem. So unfortunately, I don't recall, but it did fix my problem. So I would suggest calling them up and have them help you out on how to do it. They did it through the uh, share screen, and mm-hmm. it did fix my problem. Any well, Anyone else have any thoughts on Don's problem? This is Jody. Yes, Jody. Yes, it, it's almost like the screen is more sensitive with the update. And what you do is you go to... Uh, settings, voiceover, accessibility, or accessibility, then voiceover. And then Mm -hmm. at the bottom, the very bottom of the screen, there's an item that says uh, double tap timeout or something like that. And you can tap tap on that, and then you can increase the, uh, it says increment or decrement or increment. You want to increment, you want to increase it, and that will increase the time a little bit, and it will make it as, It'll bring it up to the same sensitivity that you had before. I had to do that also. Okay. So thank it's you. It, it's settings, accessibility, voiceover, double timeout or or double tap timeout at the bottom, very bottom of the screen. 
Right. Yeah, Don, what that does is it, it gives you a little bit more time to complete the double tap when you're when you're double tapping on like uh, you're selecting your password figures in the keyboard or you're going to an app. It's registering something too quickly and it's not giving you a chance to finish with that second tap of your finger. So what, the, what you can do here, like Jody says, is you go into that double tap timeout and find increment and that will allow you to expand to make that double tap period longer. It's a preset at 25 one hundredths of a second, 0.25. And if you increase it to something like 0.35, that will extend that time to give you the, sec the second tap. And that sometimes helps. It, it definitely helped with me. So play around in your settings, accessibility, voiceover, and then go down to double tap timeout. Okay. Thank you, Jody. Thank you. Thanks, Jody. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who else has a question? Anybody? Um, this is Marcia. Yes, Marcia. When when I uh, was going to the mentoring, um, Greg mentioned that I have something for my files, and um, I've never had occasion to use it, but. I have a friend who is sending me an M4A. He's telling me a story, but he's going to do it in many recordings. So I wanted to save it to my file so I could put the whole story together later on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to... But he sent it through a text, and I see an image, but that's all. Okay. Okay, so you get a series of texts, and each one is an M4A file? Right. <laughs> which is an audio file. Okay. Yes. So you can't listen to it at all, or can you listen to it, but then you want to save it for later Correct. in Correct. the files app. Okay. Who can help Marcia with that? This is Herbie. Oh, Herbie. So when you double tap on the audio file, I believe there is like a more button towards the bottom. Okay. And the, under there should be a save option. Another thing you can, I think you can do is you can swipe down on an audio message and there might be a save option there too. And that would save to your downloads folder. I did see, I did flick around and I did see something that said download. Yep. So, so that would I download would... it and put it into your downloads folder that you would access from files. So that would that would put it in downloads, but not in my files, correct? No, that would be in your files. Yes. Downloads that, is that's one of the file folders, folders in, in the file, downloads yeah. in the files app. Oh, okay. Sorry, Herbie. Nope, you're good. Yep. This is Shree. Yeah, Shree. One of the th I was just thinking when you're playing the audio track, don't you also get the option to share that file? And I that I that I didn't hear. I mean, I I mean, I just got the first one tonight, and the second one has come in. So I haven't played with it that much. It's just that since Greg had told me about my files, I did. You know, I, I was taking on so much. You know, there's so much information that I had never mm -hmm. never gone any further with it. Go ahead, Sri. If, if there's a share option, if you do so, like the share, then you'll have, I believe there's an option to share to files. Uh -huh. 
which will then save it to the files directory. Oh, okay. Right, Marsha, when you when you tap on the M4A, you'll listen to the audio file. And then when, when you're on that screen, you'll see a share button. And if you double tap on it, it'll give you a, a world of different options where to share it or who to share it with. You can send it to someone else through messages or through an email. But one of those options will be files. And if you tap on it, then you will be given a series of folders in which to to share it and save it. And one will be your downloads. And I think that's a good destination, like Herbie said. Okay. So, this is Herbie. Yeah, Herbie. Yeah, if you want it in downloads directly, just don't worry about the share option. Just swipe down to download. Okay. And I don't think that there is a share option in when playing an audio file. I want to say there actually isn't, but I don't have one in front of me, so I can't say mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. But it won't hurt to look around, Marcia. Yeah, and the other thing I could do okay. is send it to myself and put it on my PC. True that, too. Good. Thank you, Marcia. Good Thank luck you. there. Who else? Who is next? We have plenty of time and all kinds of topics. This is Philip. Yes, Philip. Uh, going back to the QR code no, scanning, uh, I got oh, a third gen SE and uh, I got to going back to the basics. Do I have to download a QR scanning app in order to scan QR codes? Or is it built in to the phone or the iPad? This is Michael. Go, Michael. It's built into the phone. In fact, there's a really easy way to do it where you can just tell Siri to scan QR code and it'll walk you through what to do, like when it's ready to scan. I don't remember exactly how it does it as it's been a while since I've done it exactly that way, but it will um, prompt you and then you just uh, do like Chanel said, uh, you know, hold the camera close to the screen and gradually pull back. And then it'll scan it. But, of course, this depends on the context you're doing it in. Because if it's something like if you're trying to do it for Microsoft Authenticator, then you'd have to do it in the Microsoft Authenticator app. Okay. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. This is Jody. Yes, Jody. Yeah, something else you can do is you can add a QR code reader to your control center. Mm -hmm. So if you go to... Uh, settings and accessibility and rotor, you can add uh, the QR code reader right to your control center, and then that will make it easier. You just tap on that when you want to read a code. Oh, okay. I'll give that a try. I don't think you need to add it to your rotor, though. I think you just add it to your control center. Which okay. is, oh, excuse uh, me. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's right. what I meant. I thought I'm you sorry. might have. I'm, I'm, oh, yep, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> no, Jody, that was back. a good – that's good that you yeah, mentioned that. Yeah, let me go that. back a step. Forget the rotor. It's not in the rotor. You you go to uh, settings, go to uh, control center, and you can add it to the control center there. I apologize. That's okay. Okay. I'll give it yep. a try. Thanks. Okay. Good Thanks, luck, Philip. Thanks, Jody. Thanks, Pete. No problem. You were right on track. Thanks a million. Who else has a question? Anything iOS? Yes, Paul. Okay. Uh, several weeks ago, I had asked a question about uh, removing contacts in my iPhone uh, on the iPhone. Mm -hmm. And I've got like 220 or something like that. And so I went through, and this is the second time this has happened, 
deleted the ones I wanted to delete. And then a period of time down the line, it could have been a few days or a week or so, they're all back. Oh, my. And Friends who just won't go away, right? Yeah. Something <laughs> Seems wow. to me at some point I heard that if you had it like with Gmail or another contact um, so that would have an application that had contacts and that you needed to turn it off or something, but I don't think I do. I've got Gmail, but I don't have a, I don't have Gmail contacts. Huh. Do you remember how specifically how you did it, how you uh, deleted them? Just as we discussed it at the time was go into the uh, menu uh, in the contacts. There's a, there was mm -hmm. the quick one where you flipped it a, couple of times and that was one of the options to delete or go into the long like a single finger long. triple tap and you get yeah. your context menu and one of those is a delete option right and then uh -huh. the, one, also the longer longer menu when you if you open up the the uh, contact and have all that stuff and there's a lot right. of new things in 17 also you can mm -hmm. decide if you want to share one to somebody it gives you a whole whole lot of options to right. not share such and such anyway when you, the, you open up the whole screen and go down to the yeah. bottom yeah right who can help paul <laughs> deleting contacts so they don't come back this is michael go michael yeah so i can help with this so even though you don't think that you have Gmail contacts, um, what I would do is go into your uh, settings and then, you know, go to the contacts or something similar. And then for each of for each account other than iCloud, turn the contacts off because somehow it sounds like that they're trying to resync from some other source. So it's it's possible that that's how they're coming back. This Marie. Okay, Marie. I have a slightly different suggestion. If you go into your settings and go into mail, you'll see a link that says accounts. Mm -hmm. And you click on that and it shows me you what accounts you have connected. And it'll say like iCloud. And after iCloud, it might say mail, contacts, yada, yada, whatever is associated with iCloud. So you can go into each one of those. And if you don't want the contacts from that account, and if you have more than one account on there, which I have several email accounts to show up, I can add or delete the contacts for that server. Okay. So you might give that a try. Great. So you're saying iCloud is kind of like a heading, and then under that it has all yes. the different yes, things that it's associated with. It'll also like say mine how I have a magpie Gmail and it's a magpie Gmail and then behind that it says mail contacts and I forget what the other calendars one. probably calendars yeah. yes yeah so you can add or delete them right click on that account and then you can turn any one of those features on or off. Great answer, Marie. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So you, that makes sense, Paul. Yes, it does. Thanks. Excellent. Great. Good luck. Keep us posted. Of course, you'll let us know if they come back. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Okay, we've got some time. Who's got questions? Anybody? There's no stupid questions. This is Jody. Yes, Jody. Yeah, I had a weird thing happen. I got a new phone. I got an SC3, 
And I was really happy at how well everything transferred over from my older phone. Uh, it was a lot more smooth a transition than I thought it would be. But my notifications didn't transfer. So, for example, um, I, you know, was getting weather alerts. And so I, w I went into notifications. It was still turned on there. And I went into the weather app and it was still turned on there. Hmm. And then I went to focus to make sure that there wasn't anything, you know, that was blocking notifications from coming through. And it still didn't work. So what I ended up doing was I removed the app and then I reloaded it. And then, you know, it asked, do I want to set up notifications? And I said, yes. And now it works. So that was a workaround. But I thought it was kind of strange that I had that problem, and I've heard other people had the same problem, so I'm wondering if, if anybody huh. else had that same experience. Was it just within the weather app? No, no, there were several. I have a, I have a local uh, New Hampshire news mm -hmm. uh, station, WMUR, and I was getting alerts from there, hmm. and I did the same thing. I removed the app and reloaded it, and, and then, it, then it worked again. But it was strange because it was on in notifications. It was on in the app. It was on... Yeah everywhere but yet the notifications were and it was they were still coming out you know they were still, i knew that i was missing them right because my my old phone was still coming up with notifications so well, I've, I've heard a lot of people complaining about notifications but i didn't really listen to the specifics uh can anybody help jody yes this is michael okay michael so one thing you want to check for is going into settings and then notifications like you did to check that each app is turned on and you said it is, but then it's also good to dive deeper and make sure the settings are on for allowing on the lock screen and in the notification center. This There's is one other. Oh, uh, okay. Well then the only thing that I know of is what you did to just delete and reload the app, even though that's a painful way of doing it. I've had the same problem sometimes and that's all I could figure out as well is to just reload the app. You know, I heard this problem over on WhatsApp and I think I heard yesterday that, uh, that what's the newest release? Is it 17.2 or 17.1.2? The latest update, Jody, has resolved that problem. So okay. if you haven't so you haven't updated it in the last couple of days, yeah. Okay. If if that's the same problem, which it and it did relate to notifications, then it may have been resolved with that update. This is Jody. Yeah, I did yes. read I did read about it on the VI phone list too that other people were having that problem. So okay, good. Yeah. Check the sure update. I get the update. Great. Okay. Let Thank us you. know. Thanks, Jody. And this is Michael again. I'm sorry, who's that, Michael? Yeah, it's Michael. Go ahead. So it's it's always a good practice to fix any kind of bugs to make sure your your software is up to date. So that's that's a good troubleshooting step. Right. Uh, with any bug, just you know, check for updates. Good advice. Great. Thank you, Michael. Okay, we're looking for we've got a, plenty of time for another couple of questions. This Anybody who hasn't asked a question yet? This is D. Uh, we'll get D first and then three. Oh, go ahead, D. Okay. I'm asking for a friend because I have not updated my watch yet. But my friend is complaining that once she updated her watch, there's no longer a dock. Is that true? Ooh. That sounds dangerous. 
There is no longer a dock on her on her watch. Yes, Marie. That's true. But Ooh. you can get to it's almost the same thing if you double tap the crown it will bring up recent app it's not the same as the doc i'm like yeah, i was very disappointed because i used the doc all the time and it is gone with the with the new uh os watch os 10 mm. so but like I say double tap on the crown and generally the the apps that you use most often that you would have on your dock are are probably going to show up then okay thank mary you mary ellen yes mary ellen Okay, there's another thing you can do is simply, if you want the an, an app to open, just simply, um, you know, say H-E-Y or S-I-R-I and tell it to open the app. And also, sometimes what will happen is if you look very carefully on your, on the face of your watch, Whatever app you've been using will show up. It, it kind of sneaks in there. And if you can find it, you can open it from your watch face. Okay, this is D. Okay, D. Okay. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there. I told my friend to create like one of the things she was just wanting was the workout. And she said, you know, let's go all the way down to three W's to get to it. So I told her to create a new watch face and put a uh, workout as one of the complications. That's what I've done. But I, I like I said, I haven't missed the doc because I have not updated yet. Mm -hmm. But I find it real easy to <clears throat> have some extra face faces mm -hmm. and put complications up there to get to them quickly. Sounds like a good workaround. This is Debbie. Uh, let's hear Debbie first. Go ahead, Debbie. Okay. Um, yes. Um, on the, at least this shows up on my watch with, after this new update is if you go to the, just swipe down on it. First, you'll hear like, notification center and then you'll hear control center and the next thing you hear is widgets if you tap mm -hmm. on that and then swipe right you will get to work out it's down just a little bit but it's it's pretty easy to get there that way um it'll say things like uh um oh it has like news and it has the day and the date, and you can ch actually change those but I haven't changed how they appear, but that order of those widgets. Somebody smarter than me probably knows how to change those. Hmm. I'm sure they do. <laughs> anyway. So workout um, is one of the widgets then? It is. And it's right uh. there in that list. It's down. And if you just swipe right a few times, you'll get to it. Okay. Okay. This right. is D. Yes, D. What happens if you press in on the bar now? Because that's what you used to get to the dock. What happens when you do that? In the absence of the dock, what do you get when you press in on the bar? Anybody? Jerry from Vermont. Okay, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Hey, uh, Jerry. You get... Um, if if you press on the side button, you get 
Uh, first of all, if you press on the side button, it will wake up your watch. Then you get the, um, let me do it. Control center. If you push on the, the side button with a watch open, uh, it, it will wake it up and then push it again and it will get to control center in which I'm sure everybody knows what control center is, but it gives you the battery and what's what's connected and all that stuff. Um, but I was going to say before uh, that <clears throat> the widgets is also a really good idea. I think you can change those and add those, add and subtract those too, as far as I know. But uh, Debbie was right. It's a it's a great way to to keep things that you use regularly uh, up front on on the watch. So uh, that's that's what I would do is, is stay with the widgets. Um, All right, guys, we need to move on. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate that, D. I hope that gets you going. Or your friend. Any other questions? New topic. We've got a few minutes. Fresh question. This Plenty of fresh is. answers. Yes, Sri. Go ahead. Sorry. We had three first, Marty. I'll let him go first. No problem. Okay. Yeah, I just going to say, I just tested the um, ish, the question about having an attachment on text message with an audio track. I just tried it. You can double tap on audio track, mm -hmm. play it, swipe right. A couple of times, you'll see the share button. Double tap. And then in the bottom, you'll see um, save to files. Excellent. And that's where you get you get the done and the play button and the media center button and one of them is share. Correct. Correct. Okay. So who had that question? Who had the MP4 files coming in on the text? This is Marsha. And could yeah, you Marcia. repeat that one time, Shri? Go ahead, Shri. I my recorder on. Yeah. So when you get that audio track as a text message, you double tap, double tap on the audio track so it's going to play the track. Uh, so when the audio track play section comes up, if you swipe right a few times, you'll see the share button come up. Double tap on the share button, and in the bottom of the screen, you'll have these different options where you want to share that track file to. And one of those options is uh, save to files. Thank you. Okay, Marsha, good luck there. Thank you, Sri. Appreciate that. All right, Marty, we got some time. What you got? Uh, yeah, um, I was just uh, curious. Or, or an opinion, I using two phones now, my new 15 and then my old iPhone 8. Um, on my mm -hmm. new 15, I'm using Alex um, as the voice. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking for alternate voices on my 8. Um, the enhanced voices, I find they're choppy. So I've tried, I tried Eloquence, um, Reed, that's okay. I've tried Samantha. Uh, I'm right now using Tom, um, mm -hmm. not enhanced, but Tom regular. Um, most everything is okay. Some of the letters like V and B are a little hard to distinguish. Mm -hmm. uh, I was wondering if anybody had an opinion of any other voice that would be close to Alex. Who's got other voices? And this is on the 8, iPhone 8? Yeah. I okay. think all the voices that are on the, you know, because I got 16.7 on the 8. Okay, can handle the, the newer voices. Who's got some suggestions for Marty? Mm -hmm. I use Alex myself. This is Shree. Yeah, Shree. 
Um, just a curiosity question. I'm using, you know, on my eight, I'm using Samantha and I'm just trying to understand, is there a particular reason if you're happy with Alex, why you, why you don't want to use Alex on your eight? I, I don't want to use, I, I want to have, I want to distinguish because when I get notifications, um, it's hard to tell which phone the notifications on. Um, it's just so that I know like which phone is babbling or whatever. I like Alex, and I'm, um, I have Alex on the 15, but I want to put a different voice on the 8. Just so and you I'm, can distinguish between which device yes. they're coming in on, yes. right? Yeah, I'm using Samantha on my 8. Samantha enhanced or regular? Regular. Yeah, do you find that some of the enhanced voices, this is Marty, you find that some of the enhanced voices are a little bit choppy, like they're clear, but um no, i had it are... once for a while and i this is free i had it once for a while and then i took it off but that's what i'm using mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay well I'm, did I'm i hear someone else back there sorry marty that's okay anyone else with the suggestions other than samantha regular and alex i use tom now tom tom working out okay I've, i like yeah. tom yeah okay I guess keep looking around, play, playing around, Marty. Maybe you'll find something that appeals to you. Okay. Don from Houston. Okay, Don, what you got? I have a stupid question that I should already know. Um, do we have to always put in our email when we're downloading apps? Who can handle that for Don? Way? Go ahead, Don. Is there a quicker way just to download an app? This is Marty? Yes, Marty. When you download an app, um, it's not your email. I think I know what you're talking about. You do have to put your password in unless you go under either Face ID or Touch ID. And I think there's a list of applications that you can apply that to. And I think you want to select... installing apps i believe that that's where you set that up i'm not positive but you can do it so that it would recognize your face id or, or touch id when you install. this is michael yes michael you set this up actually in settings under the itunes and app store uh, look in there and i don't know exactly what it says but it, somewhere in there it should apply have the setting to apply face id to installing apps or touch id kind of like marty said um if i'm not mistaken michael is there not a, a way to do it without any security like uh touch id face id or any of that because i download apps with all i need to do is get it it asks me to get it and you don't even have to enter your apple id uh, again, I would check the settings under the settings, iTunes, iTunes and, App and App Store. Okay. Yeah. This is Brad. Yes, Brad. Yeah, there's two things. What Michael is saying is correct. And then I um, can't remember who it was before Michael was also correct. There's, M- Marty, it's two things. You you do in the App Store to, you know, do you require password every single time? And uh, or you also go into uh the passwords and face touch ID, face ID and pass uh, lock, whatever it's called on your phone, depending on if you have face ID or touch ID. 
and it will make you type in your Apple ID password, which is the password for the App Store. Good. Generally, every so often, but certainly the first time, if you've, if it's a new phone or you haven't done it in a long time, it'll make you type in your, your password. After that, it will have you authenticate either with Face ID or Touch ID. Uh, okay. And then, again, that's depending upon how you set those settings in the App Store. Okay, Brad, so thank things. you, man. Don, right, there you go. Uh, we have come to the top of the hour. With that, I'll hand it back <laughs> over to Sandia. All right. Thank you, Pete. Shoot. Very good. Great questions. <clears throat> moving. Very good. Thank you. Uh, excuse right. me, Sandia. I missed somebody. That I just want to be sure we get back to her. Who is that? That I missed. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll speak up. All right, yeah, so we go. we're gonna now we're gonna go on and give a chance to anybody who didn't get to say hello the first time. Say your name, who you are, where you're from, who'd like to go. This is Terry from Arlington Heights. Welcome. This is Terry from Arlington Heights. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> oh, Marie, welcome. <laughs> Mo from Texas. Hey, Mo, welcome back. Thank you. Like to go? Paul oh, San Antonio. Welcome. Jacob from Michigan. Welcome. Thank you. Deb from Kansas. Deb, welcome. Thank you. Who else wants to say hello? Everybody? All right. So we're just saying who you are, where you're from. If you just slipped in right now, like Brian, we want to say hello. Put you on the spot or anything? <laughs> okay. Hi, Pat from Ohio. Hey, there you are. Welcome, Pat. Hey, Pat. Glad to have you. Hey, Brian I'm from Ontario. There's Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hope I didn't wake you up. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get ready. To get ready, we're going to find out what our movie is for Friday. I bug none of the virtual movies. And that'll start at 8 p.m. Social time, 7.15, discussion and trivia to follow. And with those extremely extravagant, mysterious clues, we have our very own iBug Guy. iBug Guy, are you out there? I sure hope so. When it's late at night, what is the name you write? Oh, what I'd give if I could see. Am I the yes, yes, we're back for another beautiful night. Glad to be here with everybody. We are going to do some clues to guess what the movie is. But first, remember last time, did everybody get your can of hairspray? We have some more uses for that wonderful old can of hairspray. One other thing you can do with hairspray 
Do you ever have to remove stickers or tape and it leaves a sticky residue on whatever you're removing it from? Well, just give it a quick little spray of a layer of hairspray and that will wipe right well. Let it sit for a few minutes and then it will wipe that sticky gummy stuff right off of there. Wow. Wow. Also, hairspray. What about those screws that may have stripped or they just won't tighten up for whatever reason? You can just screw them down as far as they'll go and then spray a light layer of the hairspray over the top of the screw. And that will create a polymer film that will secure that screw. And it will not loosen anymore. There you go. More uses for hairspray other than keeping that boof hair up here. All right. Now it is time for. Are you breathing? Hello? Oh my goodness. Get some hairspray. All right. All right. This is a fun time. Everybody gets to come off a mute. The only time during the program that you can unmute without having to do anything. Just stay <laughs> muted. You don't use play. Isn't that fun? All right. Practice unmuting yourself. And we've got some great clues. We're going to have five clues, maybe. If we get that far, you get one guess per clue. And just like in the regular program, say your name, wait to be acknowledged before you try to guess the title of our movie for this week. Okay, here we go with clue number one. You calm down. The (laughs) setting of our film this week. Oh, it takes us back, back across the pond. We love going across the pond on iBug Movies. This is Ned. Ned. Love Actually. Love Actually. We already had that, didn't we? Yeah. We We did. I think we did. Hold on, people. So that will not be a correct answer tonight. (laughs) If you would have guessed that 52 weeks ago, you might have got it. All right. Anybody else? Another movie from across the pond. Think about it. All right, we're going to move on then. We may get through all of our clues. Clue number. 
The book has been made against all odds into a funny and charming movie that understands and preserves the charm of the original writing. Mo, this is Mo. Oh, go Mo. Paddington. Paddington? Paddington. Paddington like the bear? Yes. Or Patton? Like the general? Like the bear. bear. Paddington like the bear. Oh, Mo is so, so, so. Oh. At least he got it across the pond. Good try, Mo. Anybody else want to take a guess? This is Desi. Debbie. Desi, Desi. Oh, Desi. Yeah, Desi. D-E-S-I, Desi. Desi, go for it. Sense and Sensibilities. Sense and Sensibilities. That is based upon a book. Desi, you are so good at this. Unfortunately, that's not the book that we were looking for this week. Mary Ellen. Mary Mary Ellen. What about Winnie the Pooh? What about Winnie Winnie the Pooh? The Pooh. Oh, that was so good if it was not an animated movie. We love to never show animated movies. No, we will show them every <laughs> now. Not this week. Good night, All right, who else? The Shree. Shree, he's got it. How about Wimbledon? Wimbledon. That is across the pond. Was there a book about Wimbledon, Shree? Mm-hmm. Okay, you got two clues. This is n- totally wrong. Nice. <laughs> this is Ned. All right, Ned's back. I got a feeling. I don't. Well, I'm going to say Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights. So Ned is so good at this game also. Guess what, Ned? You are absolutely... Can I take a turn? This is Louie. Hang on. Hey, <laughs> Louis, go for it. Louis, Louis. If we're talking across the pond, Oliver Twist. Oh. Oliver Twist, another great film. And it is based upon a book. 
And it is so wrong. Good try, Louie. This is Herbie. <laughs> All right, Herbie. Black the Beauty. First. What? Sorry. Black Beauty. So, Black Beauty. Black Beauty. Oh. Black Booty? Or- Black <laughs> Beauty. B E A U T Y. It's a book that was first written back in the 1800s about a horse. <laughs> PG, PG 13. Okay. Oh my God, was that un- politically incorrect? All right. Uh, that is a great book and a great. Film. I know, Michael, that was not a mistake. Oh, you did not read that book. I know you did not. Of course, it wasn't. He ought to be on Stage. This is Vincent. <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Mr. Right. Pike, ready? All right, Vincent. I heard Vincent. Oh, by the way, a Vincent Christmas did Carol. an excellent job. I was getting ready to give you a compliment. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't do that often, so listen. <laughs> yeah, he definitely not. Vincent did an excellent job facilitating iBug Unplugged. If you didn't be there last Saturday. You missed a great time. All right, Vincent, what was your movie? Uh, Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Another favorite from across the pond. Oh, and it is a based upon a book. That's a classic. Which version? <laughs> the original, 1936. <laughs> The original 1936. Oh, that is absolutely. (sighs) (laughs) Mr. McCulloch. Absolutely what? (laughs) Did he go to sleep? Good we didn't hear what he said about the last one, but it was evidently wrong. Well, we could always go ding, 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 ding. All right. <laughs> it is not the one we're watching this week, but that is a... <laughs> oh, I'm going to put myself on mute. Anybody else? This Philip. All right, Philip. You can take a shot. Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. What is that? Is that the one? I was doing the intro. That's not it? Don't quit your day job. Keep going. All right. Good try, Philip. We're going to pass over you for another. Are the Muppets British? There's a lot of Christmas carols. I don't know if that one's British or not, but it was based on the original book by a Christmas Christmas carol anyway. No, he's talking about the Muppets. I know, but it's based on the book. The Muppets? Charles Dickens wrote a Christmas Carol. Well, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, and it was based on the book. Oh, it's actually known okay. to be one of the more accurate ones of the book too. So. All right, let's keep going, Mr. McCulloch. says incorrect. All right, moving on. We're going to clue number three. Finally. Beavis and Butthead did a version of a Christmas Carol. I know. <laughs> I that one. Okay. All right. Clue. I know them. <laughs> Three. At the beginning, 
we see the main character's life has consisted of smoking, drinking, and eating too much, and not finding the right mate. No wonder. <laughs> this is <Probably>. Nikki. <laughs> Doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> Come on down. What did they say? She said, "Nikki, come on down. Go ahead, Nikki." Oh, um, I was before that clue. I was going to say a tale of two cities, but that threw it away. I have no idea. <laughs> Thank okay. you. All right, keep Ooh. going. Who else, Mister McCullough? We got to move this on. I have no idea. This is Shree. All right, Shree. Lock, stock, and barrel. Lock, stock, and barrel. You're lucky. I don't have my. No <laughs> sound effect. No, 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 no. You don't need it. You don't need it. All right, good try. That's not Don it. Don from Houston. Go, Don from Houston. Come on, Don, save us. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. I don't think takes place across the pond. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh, anybody else? We see the main character. I, I have one. I'm Louie. Oh, Louie. Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Oh. Don't even. <laughs> Don't wow. even. Wow. Drinking and eating is all over that. That was in the pond, not across the pond, right? <laughs> Captain Ahab did that. Good try, Louie. Good try. All right, we're going to move on. Unless <laughs> just dying to guess. Y'all are doing oh. terrible. Keep going. All right, we're going to stump them. I got a feeling we're going to stump them. Okay. Number four. <sighs> <sighs> oh my god! The main character put. On twenty plus pounds and develop the cutest little would be double chin as well as a British accent for the film. Nobody could see her double chin. Or his double chin. Right. All right. Dawn's coming back in. I got a feeling. Titanic. Titanic. No. That's the wrong feeling. Good try. We've seen that one too. Thanks, Dawn. Come again. Anybody else? This is David. All right, David. David's got it. This is uh, Bridget Jones' diary. Richard Jones Diary. All right, let's check our clues. That's across the pond. It is based upon a book of the same title. And I don't know about the third clue. What did I say the third clue was? Oh, the smoking, drinking, and eating. He was eating and drinking and acquired that double chin. And now they gained 20 plus pounds. 
Because. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, yes, yes. Bridget what? Jones Diary. Starring Renee Zellweger, who gained 20 pounds so she could be the chubby little girl, 30-year-old, rather, in the movie. What? And also starring those great real British actors, Colin Firth and Hugh Beaumont. No. Red. You will leave it to be years old. So, what's the name of the movie? Look at Joe's Diary. I've heard of it. That's from 1928 or something. It is from 2001 (laughs) or somewhere. Yes. Yes. 2001. So, that will be our film this week. David saves the day again. Congratulations. Thank you, David. (laughs) All right, buddy. What do we have for our winner tonight? All right, David. You get the ugliest sweater there ever, Christmas sweater (laughs) that there ever was. This is movie is attributed, may be credited with starting the whole ugly sweater. Uh, fad actually. So anyway, uh, good luck with your sweater. Don't wear it anywhere. We will be okay. <laughs> All right. So thank you and thank you, Mr. McCulloch. Would you like to say good night, Mr. McCulloch? The boy who's in your diary. Right, that was quite something. So the movie is the Bridge, Bridget Jones Diary, two thousand one, eight o'clock Friday. Now we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled program, and we're going to do an iBug Bite segment. For that, we're going to hand it over to Pete. Pete, are we ready to go? We are ready. Okay. Here we go. You know, we talk a lot about our batteries, our battery health. How do we conserve battery? I thought we might take a quick romp through our battery settings and take a look at some of those features. On that note, I'll open my settings app. Settings. Single finger double tap. And I'll go quickly down to our battery settings. Battery button. Single finger double tap. Battery percentage. Switch button. On. As you can hear, we're immediately placed in the first item on the list, which is your battery percentage. This is the percentage that shows up in your status bar at the top of every screen. If you want that to appear, I would keep this button in the on position. Low power mode. Switch button. Off. Low power mode temporarily reduces background activity like downloads and mail fetch until you can fully charge your iPhone. You can decide for yourself whether you want to keep this feature on. Insights and suggestions. Heading. Here you'll find any suggestions that iOS may have that will help you save some battery. We have one suggestion for me. Auto lock button. Auto lock is currently turned off. You can save battery by turning it on. Auto lock is a feature which allows you to set a time frame after which your phone will automatically lock after a period of inactivity on your screen. Mine is currently set to never. Battery health and charging button. That's a button. Let's single finger double tap. Phone batteries. 
like all rechargeable batteries are consumable components that become less effective as they age. Maximum capacity, 89%. That is my current battery health, 89%. This is a measure of battery capacity relative to when it was new. Lower capacity may result in fewer hours of usage between charges. Peak performance capability. So when we speak about your battery health, this is the measure that represents your battery health. Mine is at 89%, which means it is 89% as healthy as it was when the phone was brand new. Now I have an iPhone 13, which I purchased just about two years ago. So in two years, it has deteriorated by about 11%. Optimized battery charging. Switched button on. To reduce battery aging, iPhone learns from your daily charging routine so it can wait to finish charging past 80% until you need to use it. So keep your optimized battery charging button in the on position. Clean energy charging. Switched button on. In your region, iPhone will try to reduce your carbon footprint by selectively charging when lower carbon emission electricity is available. Battery. Back button. Single finger double tap. Battery. Battery health in charging. Button. Now there's a lot more diagnostic information here, but I want to skip a lot of that in the interest of time. And I'm going to slide right on to our battery usage by app. Bard's Mobile Audio, 54%. So immediately you see that I've been reading a book on Bard, and thus the majority of the last 24 hours have been spent reading that book. Safari, 11%. WhatsApp, 8%. Facebook, 6%. Messages, 4%. YouTube, 4%. Phone, 2%. I'll stop it there because the rest are minimal. Besides a representation of the time that you've spent using these particular apps during that period, it might also point you to a particular app that's draining your battery more so than you think it might. So keep an eye on it just for that purpose. So while there are a lot of issues relating to your battery and how to preserve battery strength, I thought we might cover just a few of the key battery settings in iOS that we talk about regularly on the iBug Buzz. So that concludes our brief presentation. Let's open it up for questions. All right, any questions? Just wanted to touch on some of the more common questions that we talk about every once in a while in here. This is Ned. Yeah, Ned. What was that last thing you went to to just discover what app is taking up the most uh, electricity, uh, not electricity, but battery? Right, right. It was called battery usage by app. Oh, battery usage by app. Okay, thank you. And you can set it, by the way, for a, a time frame. You have two choices. One is the last 24 hours and the other is for the last 10-day period. So it can represent the percentage of the battery usage by app over whatever period you've chosen. Who else? This is Jody. Hey, Jody. Hey, hey Pete. Uh, now that I have uh, two phones, my older phone, um, I'm, you know, I'm not using it as much. And when I when I had my older phone before, I left it plugged in all the time, and apparently that's killed the battery. So what do I do now with my older phone to keep the battery in the best shape? Just wait for it to drain down and then charge, plug it in again and drain down and plug it in? Because obviously plugging it in all the time killed it. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's a good school of thought these days about, you know, letting it drain all the way down before charging well, not it all again. The way, but down to 30% or thereabouts. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on that? This is Sri. Yeah, Sri. I really don't base it on that fact. I base it on your battery cycle count. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> on the new phones, especially if you have the 15, if you go to general settings way down the bottom, I mean, yeah, general about, you go all the way down the bottom, it gives you the battery cycle count, which is really useful. To me, that's what's the real indication of your battery health. What does that actually represent? So the way the battery cycle count goes is they're looking for 100% drainage of the battery, then starting it back up. So for example, if I was at 100% and I let it go down to 50% and then I bring it back uh, back to 100%, mm-hmm. that is one cycle. I've I've got it back from zero back to a hundred. So, you know, you could go many different ways of calculating. As long as the total number of the cycle adds to a hundred, that becomes one cycle. So it doesn't matter how how low you drain the battery to, if you drain it, if you uh, charge it all the way back to a hundred, that's one cycle. That's one cycle. So if it went from a hundred uh-huh. to zero and you charge it back to a hundred, that's one cycle. Okay. And, uh, and the phone has only so many cycles of life in it? Yeah. If you go to apple.com, they'll tell you what the battery cycle count is in their eyes. Now, they'll argue with you. And there's a calculation that you can actually do to actually get the actual percentage. But I can tell you what we see on our phone is not actually true. Hmm. So how would that translate into advice for Jody? Uh, let it go battery? as far down? I yeah, I've not heard anything about how much damage does it cost going from you know draining it down and restarting it. Before it used to be a problem, but I think with the new type of batteries, I don't think that really matters. So she could let it go to all the way to zero and then charge it back up. Yeah, and probably get the thing, most life out of it. One thing I would also suggest is you know if you have an Apple Care Plus on your phone where battery is included as a replacement, you know it's 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 actually the cheapest thing to fix on that phone. But for me, I always want my battery to be at 100% as much as possible. This is Terry. Yes, Terry. Um, I've just read a bunch of stuff about battery health recently, and they're kind of recommending 20, the sort of 2080 rule, I guess I would say, for optimum battery health. if you let it go down to 20% and then charge it. And if you leave the, there's an optimum, oh, I forget what it's called. Optimized battery charging. Yes. And it'll go to 80%. And then depending upon it seems it knows uh, it gets over several days time, a week's time or whatever. If you are consistent when you, uh, at the time that you charge your battery at the same time every day, for example, it kind of gets to know that. And then shortly before uh, you're going to, it thinks you're going to use your phone based upon when you've charged it, it will then ramp that up to 100%. During the last part of that period. Yeah. Yes. Jody, there you go. Yeah, thank you. I got one more. Quick question. Okay, real why quick. Would, why would leaving it plugged in all the time have damaged the battery? 
unless it stays, you know, the, again, the, the optimized battery charging holds the charging at 80%, like Terry described, and then only charges it between 80 and 100 during the very last time frame piece of the cycle before you typically pick it off the uh, charger and use it. So apparently 80 to 100% is not a healthy place to be. So I think maybe keeping it at 100% is probably what pushed it. Uh, Just a okay. guess. Makes sense. Okay. Thank Good you. luck. Yeah. Who else? This is Jake. Hey, hey Jake. Go ahead, Jake. Hi. Um, I just have a quick question. Did you use the phone regularly before it became your second phone, like for a couple of years? That's for Jody. Yeah. Yes. What was the question? Did you use Did you your use... phone regularly? Go ahead, Jake. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you use the phone like for a couple of years, um, like, the you know, second to the third year, you start getting that um, the battery going down. What was your battery health when you uh, bought the new one? Jody, do you remember? Uh, no, it was in the eighties. I'll, 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 I, I can go check. But, well, Jake, uh, it's not. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, go ahead, Jody. I was going to say it's not this phone I'm concerned about. It was my my original SE is the one that that yeah. I damaged by leaving it plugged in all the time. So now I've got an SE two that's my backup and an SE three that's my new phone. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Keep going. Okay. We're moving right along. Uh, Brad, you had a question? Well, I had a comment. You mentioned okay. the very first item on the list was uh, show battery percentage. I just want to point out for um, voiceover users, it doesn't matter if that's turned on or off. You're going to hear the battery percentage. There's a little icon. looks like a battery. And if, let's say, your battery charges at 50%, you know, half of that thing's going to be shaded in one color and the other half's another light, mm-hmm. dark, whatever. And it's going to say 50%. If you turn that on, a sighted user will see the 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 50% ah. next to the icon. So that really only matters if you're a sighted user. Okay. Um, it You'll may get take the... up a little room, mm. but I don't think it really matters for a voiceover user one way or the other. You're going You'll to hear the percentage regardless, no what. whether yeah. it's on or off. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Brad. All right. I think that winds it up, Sandhya. Thank you very much. Back to you. All right. Thank you, Pete. Very good. Okay. Let's get back to our questions. Who did not have a turn during the first time? Want to quick get a hold of them? Say your name. Let's move along. I'd like to go. Anybody didn't get a chance? This This is Jerry from Vermont. Go ahead, Jerry. Um, I have a, an issue uh, with um, my Apple Watch, and that is I changed, somehow I changed the keyboard from standard to touch typing on the watch. Can, can you get and, closer to something? Because you're a little bit far away. Okay. Um, is that better? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I, I changed the keyboard keyboard on my watch to um to touch typing as opposed to standard and i can't find what i did to change it back again to standard this is, all right this is got terry go terry you on your watch if you can use the rotor um yeah. which works the same way as it does on your phone 
there right. is uh, a thing in there that shows you what typing mode you're in and you can find that and um, then swipe up or down to get to that. Or you can also go into the watch settings. Um, I think you can do it both on your watch and your phone and you can change it there as well. I, I, I've you go to the watch app. Okay, I've I've looked at that, but I'll check the rotor out. I I don't see it on the settings. I don't know why. It okay. it gives you all kinds of keyboard stuff, but not typing mode or style. At least on my watch, I have a seven. And I don't know. All right, try that out. Let us know. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, that's a new thing. I think no typing mode. All right, we're getting background. All right, remember guys, if you've got background noise, mute yourself. All right, everybody's muted now. Who's got a new question? Who'd like uh, to This go? is Vincent. Go, sir. Um, and this is concerning the AirTags. When you purchase the AirTags, do you have to buy an, a case separately or does it come with a case? Oh, what a great question. Vincent, who would like to touch, take pair of that one? Do you need a case for an AirTag? Well, anybody, AirTag people out there? This is D. Go, D. Vincent, you should know by now. You buy one Apple product, you have to buy another Apple product <laughs> and another <laughs> Apple product. Apple's not going to send you anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you have to buy your case separately. So you can. So yeah, that that's kind of what makes the AirTags a little pricey because some of the third-party ones have like a ring or a notch or something already built into them. But you can buy some fairly inexpensive kind of little tags to put the AirTag in. I mean, not tag uh, holders like a holder with a ring. I have one that I put for my dog. So it's just, a comes with a ring on it. Um, so you can get those for fairly cheap. Uh, what was that, my other? But it also depends on if you're going to, if you, could, if you want to just put it in your backpack or whatever, you don't need a ring. You can just float around somewhere in your backpack or whatever. So I hope that actually helped. one is going to be for a dog. So uh, okay, uh, yeah, for the dog, get a tag and get a secure. There's some that are kind of flimsy because I got a one that kind of covers the whole thing. So that way, even if it gets wet or in the rain, it's totally covered. I'll try to find that. You know, but you can see that it, it, it in the description. It's all on Amazon. You can uh, read the description and it kind of tells you that it covers the whole thing. Well, All right. yeah, this is Jerry from Vermont. Go ahead. <clears throat> the um, actual tags themselves, this may not be good for Vincent, but the tags themselves have a sticker on the back. It's kind of hard to get to, but you can just put the tag with a sticker inside your, your purse or what have you, you know? The air um, tag has a sticker? Yeah. Yeah, on the back. I believe. Uh I've never seen that. I don't know. Maybe something new, but I, I don't know. I, I mine seems to have that. 
Okay. So, All right. The, the, case, the cases that for the air tags are not that expensive, really. Right. Um, they're, they're cheaper than the air tags. Right. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But you can also, as usual, spend lots of money on air, uh, holders for the air tags as well. So. And uh, as far as the range is concerned, because uh, I wanted also to get one for uh, um, my daughter and one of my sons for their cars, or to locate their cars when they're in a, I guess, parking area or something like that. Is there a range limit? Uh, that's a good question. Who would like to talk this to that? Right. Go. Three? Oh, or... uh, there is no range unless, you know, I've seen it go around the world and people are able to follow the tag. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I just bought a few just a couple of days ago with, that we put in the car and did the family sharing with the tags so that uh, myself, my wife and my daughter, when it's in the car, you know, it's not going to show us as a foreign, you know, that you're being followed. Um, I might, I did a tutorial, I made a recording of it. I might try and post it in our Facebook page on how to do that. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's very fun. You'll have fun with those, Vincent. Thank you. All right. Next question. Yes. Who would like to go? Somebody who hasn't had a turn wants to go. Try buddy a chance. This is Shree. Okay. I was just gonna say I don't on the ones that I got there was no um self sticky in the back. Yeah, okay. That's what I was wondering. I I didn't have that either, but I thought maybe the new ones or something, but okay, thanks. All right, who else? New question. Okay, I will this ask. This is Jody. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you want to ask a question? Oh, go ahead, Jody. Okay. Um, with the new feature of the, uh, when people leave a voice message and Siri will read the voice message as it's being left, is there a way to turn that feature off? Not Siri, voiceover. Voiceover will read the voice right, message. Right. I, is is there a way to turn that go, off? Brad. Go into your phone, go into settings, slide, swipe down till you get to phone, and you'll find it in there. I can't remember how it's labeled, but you'll recognize it. Something to okay. do with what's it called? Virtual voicemail. Yeah, it's annoying because it talks and it keeps refreshing itself. It's yes. Just, Okay. And this is Brian. And my mine used to send me a text message with the transcript, but I didn't get it when that was turned on. So, yeah. All right, Brian. On. Yeah, I'm just going to add to what Brad said. It's at the bottom of phone in settings, right down all the way down the bottom. It's called live voicemail. Live voicemail. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Good you. Good job, Brian. Woohoo. Okay. Next. This is Ned. Oh, Ned, and then Kathy. Hang on. Yes, Kathy. this goes back to the last segment. Where would I find all these different voices that they were talking about? Okay, anybody know where the voices are? They're in your head. Ned. Probably in general, somewhere, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Anybody? Voices? This is this is Marty. Go, Marty. 
when you're in voiceover and when your accessibility and you're in voiceover, I think it's not too far down. It has speaking rate and right after speaking rate is speech. Yes. And you click on speech and I think the first on the top of that menu is voice. There's pronunciation. There's a bunch of settings in there. You click on voice and it will give you a list of voices. You can download it or you can, I think, wipe up to speak sample and hear a short sample. And there are lots of fun samples in there. Thank you, Marty. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kathy, go for it. How could you tell I was going to ask a question? I didn't because say I anything. No, you, you went up. up. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I know you. So in Facebook, I was reading, there was the, you know, the iOS thing where they have blind users make comments. And somebody had mentioned that it was a fun thing to use Be My Eyes and use the AI to to recognize pictures and describe them, but you could ask to have them described as different people, like describe this to me as if you were a geek or describe this to me as if you were a, oh. a king. Oh. But I can't figure out where you would possibly go to, to have AI describe things in different ways because you only get the one screen where it says take picture and then you get the description. So I'm not sure All how right. you would do that. Anybody have any ideas? Thoughts? Be my AI? Oh, this is Cindy. Go, Cindy. So you and that screen, once you take the picture, you start over to the right and it'll read your description right she wants a specific description as if it's about by a, like a king had said it or whatever this marie go there's a little button that says i believe it says ask more right. and you click on that and you type a message you to ask it give it your question and send it like a text message and it, it will write a message and send back to you Okay, there you go, Kathy. Yeah, I thought that ask is Kathy. I thought the ask more just would connect you to a live person. No, no, no. Yeah, no? no, really? Nope. It gives you I'm... it gives you more description. I was looking at a, a sweater the other day and had, it said it had varied colors, and I I clicked on ask more and I said, can you tell me what the other colors are? And it gave me all the different colors. Right, and that ask wow. more, you can keep going and going. So it, oh, yeah, it you can continue to ask. Really? Yeah, mm -hmm. it remembers what you said. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. So go fly, wow. try that out. Okay. It's fun. Good, good, Kathy. Okay, next. Who's going next? New this question. is Terry. Go, Terry. Um, I misspoke. It, it, there isn't something in the rotor on your watch for changing the keyboard setting and I'm trying to find it and so far I haven't found it either but it's got to be somewhere all right Jerry you're not losing your mind Terry is okay yes <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well 
We'll follow up. Just hold on tight. Don't go looking for the rotor because it's not there. Okay. I know Mr. McCulloch talked about this last week, so I can't remember what he said. But All right. I'm sure he doesn't either. So we'll just keep going. Who's next? This is Helene. Yes? Yes, this is Helene. I am trying to, um, waiting for them to fix the bug of... Um, when I want to do a text message uh, and I start speaking to the phone and say, you know, send a text, it'll say, um, it'll keep repeating, uh, but only part of what I'm saying. So I'm now very patient and wait for it to repeat. Uh, but it, it's... Um, it doesn't disappear if I ask Siri for my messages. It'll just, it won't disappear after she's told me the message. There's, it's still there so that if I touch on messages, it'll say three messages. And then I have to listen to the whole thing again. So yeah, I thought was, we talked yeah. about this last week. Yeah. What yeah. was our solution? No, yeah, they said, wait till the bug fix is in. Well, well, I think um, as far as, you know, as you're dictating and you're saying, so you say, this is my house or whatever, and then you're saying sh- you, she starts repeating right there or when? No, it's, it's um, you know, send a text to Sandia and say, what do you want to say to Sandia? Um, it, then uh, I will say, um, what are you doing? I'm going to, and then it'll start to say, what? And then it'll stop. And then it will say, what am I? And then it will stop. And then it will go back and say, what am I doing? You know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Never finishes the sentence. And I think that it is true. Somebody said last time, go into the text message instead of using Siri. It seems like Siri's having seizures. Yeah, um, because you can swipe right, you know, or left, and then it'll just it'll be right there. The text of what was written is there, what, you know, what was dictated. So you might just do, I don't know, just forget S-I-R-I and just go into your dictation, which is not always much better, but, uh, and when you're doing Siri, you're holding down the, you're holding down the right side and just going straight through Mm -hmm. and dictating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. I would do the touch and explore and then hopefully you can see what was written without waiting for her to just take initiative. Mm-hmm. This is Shree. Go Shree. Like, has Apple identified this as a bug? And yes. did they specify it at what machine this is affecting? Because I've never oh. had this problem. This Marie. Oh well, Marie. I updated to 17.1.2 and I had Siri send a message today, and it worked as it had in the past. Okay. So it seemed to have fixed the bug for me. Oh. Okay. How do you how do you know if it's well? I have to go to settings to see if I have seventeen point one point two. Yes. All right. Good. Good. Good news, Marie Elmer. Okay. Kathy. Go. Helene, it sounds like from what you're saying that you don't hold down the key, that you just tap it and then it says, you know, what me- what is your message? Because if you hold it down continuously, like 
press it in and then say, send a message to Sonia. And then there'll be like a little beep. And then you just go right on with the message. You don't wait for her to say anything, but you just say, how's your day going? And then you let up and it'll say, you know, it, it, mine never worked the other way. Will you wait for it to say, what do you want to say to Sonia? So now first it says, what do you want to know about Sandia? But what I'm saying is you should hold it in, totally hold it in, so that you say who you're sending to and then give the message and then let it up. Yeah, hold hold the side button down continuously. Do not let go. So uh, I have an SC3, so do I press the home button? You still have a home button. Yeah, you can use your home button. Yeah. But keep it, keep it held down. Don't press it and let it okay. up at all. Just keep it down until okay. you get done with your whole message. Okay. All right. Somebody I heard free. This is free. Go. See, this is not making sense to me because when you said, what do you want to know about Sandia? That is a completely different um, thing than when you say, are you saying Sandia, send text message to Sandia? Yeah. Okay. But, then, um, yeah, this is, to, there are two separate issues. That, that, what do you want to know about anybody that if I, if I say I'm sending it to Shri, it'll say, what do you want to know about Shri? Right. And that's something that's net, not gone away ever. Um, the, the, well, see, the thing is, you know, we're telling, we're telling you to hold the side button or the home button and don't let go. But when, 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 Siri is about to send the message. It's going to ask. It's going to repeat the message, and it's going to ask you, "Do you want to edit or send?" Right. Yes. And then, if you want to add to it, are you going to hold the button down, or are you just going to speak? Because I usually just speak. Yeah, you just speak. You know, this um, is when you're initiating the message. Yes. You're telling Siri yes. to do it and telling her what to say. Yes, I'll hold down. Thank you. Okay. All right. Next, this I have Terry. a question. Okay, go ahead. I found it. Okay. Um, so on your watch or in your watch app on your um, phone, if you go into uh, voiceover and then you swipe a bazillion times to the right and you'll find keyboard and you, and you can do this either on your watch or on your phone and um, in the watch app. But you type, you swipe so you get to keyboard, and then you double tap on keyboard, and there are all kinds of things you can do. And one of them is the um, keyboard feedback or something. I forget now what it's called, but typing um, mode. Typing yeah, mode. something like that. And and there you double tap on that, and you've got several options for how you want to have your keyboard set. And I think this starts uh, is available with Watch Series Seven and up. Okay, I think he said he had a seven. So okay, mm -hmm. thank you, Terry Ann. Now my question: I've been using Safari, and I'm noticing that it says tap to dismiss contacts menu or whatever. And I'm not be able to see my favorite. I'm just having all kinds of trouble. I have a little vision. I can see on the screen there are like four little squares or however many tabs. And I'm always trying to get to my Wordle tab. So it's is this something new or what? What have I done or is there some setting that I messed up? 
says tap to dismiss contacts. Go back to the tab button down the lower left, lower right corner, correct? No, I, I just go into Safari and I want to, you know, like show my show my bookmarks and then go to my wherever. But I can't get there. It keeps saying uh, tap to dismiss contacts menu. Well, there's a button in the upper right corner that says done. Because okay. then when you open show bookmarks, you got three things there. Bookmarks, history, and reading list. Yeah. And there are three tabs I can at never the top. get there. I can never get there. <sighs> so oh. then I open tabs, and then I see the four boxes. But I can't figure out how to navigate between them. So luckily, I just start closing them all, and then eventually I get the one that I this want. Brad, which does not seem right. Go ahead, Brad. Swipe from left to right. When, when you go to tabs... It shows you any open tabs. You say you got four of them. Yeah. Obviously, you see the boxes. You can see a little bit. Put your finger on one of them, and then you swipe left to right, and you'll go through one, two, three, four. But and then when I you get wanna... to the one you want, you double tap on it. I want to go back to the way it was. What a, I mean, okay. That's the I'm way it's go been for a long time. What? I don't, that's the way it's been for many versions of no, Safari on did, iOS. It's true. This way. I it's used not to be new. able to see bookmarks and then see wordle and but that's under to... bookmarks that's a different thing yeah, but i cannot get there bookmarks that's... when you're in a safari page or even when you just open the safari and you have no page open there's tabs across the bottom the far left far right is tabs and that'll open up and show you any open tabs right. flick to the left <clears throat> i can't remember if it's the first one but you should see um bookmarks and when you open bookmarks then there are four, they call them tabs, but it's yeah, like, you know, yeah. uh, you get three things you can see in there. You can see your bookmarks, you can see your history, and you can see your reading list. Yeah. So that's and my so point. If you're looking I, for cannot, your, I cannot get to that bottom row anymore. But the bottom row, well, uh, swipe three fingers down. What happens is if you got a page open, mm -hmm. we've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> If you have a page open and you're not at the very top, the pad, yeah. the, the tabs disappear. So three um, fingers swipe down or four fingers single tap at the top should take you to the top. And then your tabs are going to reappear. Okay. I will try that. Thank tree. you. Go. Tree. I, I just had a curiosity question, but you said you have a dismiss button, don't you? No. A dismiss? Well, no, I'm swiping up to close the tabs. Oh, I thought you said there was a dismiss button. No, 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 no. Okay. Dismiss. I think Brad said there was a done button. So Right, right. There is a done button on the top right, but I thought uh, you said dismiss. Never saw the done button. I'm going to go back and after this call, I'll go figure it out. So, so there's Our, a new way to do Wordle. This is Kathy. What, what, uh, what are you Kathy, saying? Yeah. I, there... So that I could, I had trouble getting into Wordle, and then I don't know. Paul figured this out, or there's an app called NYT Games, uh -huh. and you don't have to. And Wordle is in there, and it's easy to do. Oh, okay. So is it the latest? It's the one that everybody's doing that day. Or is it yeah, it's one? so it, you get a grid on, and you have to tap a letter, and it'll say "add." Yeah, yeah. And then it'll, at the end, you you enter, and it'll tell you what which letters are right. You know, it's the yeah, same word. Okay. Yeah, 
if last night's word was I don't remember. Don't tell me. Don't tell me today's or yesterday's. Well, you can tell me okay. yesterday's, but you'll probably tell me today's by accident. So, okay. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> I'll have to go try that out. Um, thank you, Pete and Brad, for helping me out today. We had a pretty great call. Lots of great new people. Welcome to our new callers, specifically Louie. We hope you come back. And he even participated, so that's wonderful. Uh, quick review of our week for this week. Tomorrow's Mac Buzz on Clubhouse, 5 to 6. Wednesday, we're off. Thursday, Trekkie Talk, 8 to 9.30. Then Friday's the movie. And mm -hmm. that is Bridget Jones' Diary. Then on Sundays, iBug Cafe from 4 to 6. All of those things, except for the Clubhouse, are on the Zoom conference line. Go to our website, register, and you will get notifications of our upcoming events. With that, we will say good night and... And Sonia. Yes? This is Richard. Um, with the dismissed tabs, I don't know if um, it would be any different because I got the iPad to iPhones. I don't know if it would be different. I get that a lot of times, too, and Shri had mentioned if it was a dismiss button. I get that in my uh, in the uh, the music and stuff and certain times, and it will instantly say that. It will come up, and it will say dismiss tab button, and I caught that one time, and I said, okay, oh. let me just try something. Uh -huh. When it comes up and it pops up and it's already saying, dismiss, just tap the screen and bang, you just closed it right then. Yeah, I'm sorry, Shri. You, yes, I was, it was saying dismiss context menu. Tap to dismiss context menu. But, okay, we're out of time. I'm going to go back and try some of what y'all said, and we will follow up next week. So with that, We'll say good night. Goodbye. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Very good. Glad y'all were here. Good night. Thank good night, you. everybody. Thank God you. Good boy. <laughs>